Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I am your host, Lisa Hamilton. I'm thrilled to announce that this week's guest is Aussie model Katie Muirhead. I have followed her for a few years on Insta. Bit of a fan. Uh, I feel like she is such a great follow. She has incredible style, but she also doesn't take herself too seriously. Uh, She also shows off these amazing sides of New York. It's very wanderlust. And every time I look at her pictures, I think, oh God, I just want to get back to New York. So it was really great to have her on the podcast. We chatted about traveling for work, uh, what it's like traveling through America now that they're coming out of the pandemic and people are, you know, starting to be fully vaccinated. Um, she's just a really lovely human being. So I hope that you guys enjoy this one and I'll see you soon. Katie, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, it is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I have been following you. I'm a big fan. I like the cut of your jib. I feel like you oh, just... thanks, doll. Su- <laughs> such a fun follow. You you live in New York and yep. it truly makes me just want to go back there every single time that you post something. The have you been? New York that you show. Yeah, I've been a few times and it's like... It's the place that got away Yeah, in yeah. terms of like I always wanted to live there and so I, I feel like I vicariously... I mean, never say never. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. For me, it's funny. It's somewhere that um, I kind of just... Uh, probably the opposite to most people that live here. I kind of just ended up here. It was never like New York. But, and at first I actually was like, oh no, this isn't for me. It's too fast. I don't know. It was all a bit intense, but it has, it's, it's for me, it's been a slow burn and I love it. And, um, yeah, I'm glad because I, I'm from Australia, obviously I'm from Sydney and, but I haven't been back since, uh, pre pandemic. So, um, I better love New York because I've spent a lot of time here in the last year. Truly stuck there. I was yeah. speaking to a friend of the pod, Jennifer yeah. Tillamill, a couple oh, of yeah. months ago. And, you know, she was describing to me the New York of that moment, which was yeah. the height of full lockdown. And I've definitely been seeing online over the past week, it feels like, and I don't know if you can speak to this, New York is coming alive again. There was so much conjecture around like New York's dead, but like I saw people oh swimming God. in a fountain in Central yeah. Park. <laughs> is it coming alive again? I mean... I can say that it never really, like it was, I mean, it was pretty intense for a while. I won't lie. It was like, especially, you know, around like March, whatever, last year um, and May, it was like all very intense, but it is, it is buzzing. It's almost like back with a vengeance in a good way. I think a good way. Um, (laughs) No, it's great. It's like, it's really happening. And you know what? I think without getting too into the COVID chat, because um, we've all obviously bored ourselves of it over the last year, I do think that because it was so intense last year, 
it has made everyone here take it both really seriously, um, which, and then also be grateful for the fact that we can like, no, now go out and do stuff. So everyone takes it seriously. So it is actually now really safe to go out and be in the world. So it's not this like half-assed thing, you know? So anyway, yeah, New York is back. And I don't even know if this is like a a personal thing to ask, but like Mm. you're fully vaxxed, ready to party, ready to travel. Oh, fully vaxxed. Yeah. (laughs) It's um, fully vaxxed as of like, probably like over a month fully vaxxed now, which is wild I was not expecting to be back so soon like at the beginning of the year I was like if I'm I honestly um was thinking oh if I'm vaccinated by the end of May I'll be so happy obviously it is the end of May now but I was vaxxed ages ago like it it's kind of crept up on us um which very welcome um but yeah it's nuts like all my friends are um everything they've taken off the mask mandate here it's like everything is not that I think that like you still wear them in shops and blah, 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 blah. But like mm. it was it compared to what it was. But yeah, it's like we're all uh, we're all partying. We can all hug people, you know. And that must be so exciting. The prospect of safe travel now as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I, you um, have anything planned? I actually today booked flight. Well, two things. I had a trip over the weekend. I had a friend's wedding in St. Louis. And I am so, 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 so grateful that we were all vaccinated and that her family was vaccinated and everything. Um, I don't think I would have been able to go um, as not a close family member. Otherwise it just wouldn't have been, you know, we didn't want to be the people to take the piss and just travel despite everything, but did that. And it was a hoot and I'd forgotten how much I love a dance floor. Um, And then today I booked flights to Mexico for July (gasps) in like a month. Um, Are you going to do like the Tulum? Yeah, we're going to Tulum. I'm just going for a weekend. It's my friend's 30th and um, we're just doing the thing. And I'm so excited. I've actually been there once before. Um, This time we're doing it like very chic, very like, mm, yeah, chic New York gals go, well, we hope, go to Tulum. (laughs) Who am I calling myself chic? Get over chic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, last time I went, I'd done like a road trip around America before I lived here with... um, with three Australian friends, we'd done like this very budget road trip for about a month. And from Dallas, for some reason, flights to Cancun were really cheap. So we decided that like, even though we were doing a road trip, we'd take a couple of days and go to Mexico just because it was, you know, it was this wildly cheap flight. And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. And we made the mistake of, um, Cancun is like a very resort area. There's not, it's not really, well, when we went, all inclusive, which I hadn't dabbled in the dark arts of all inclusive before. (laughs) Um, And we made the mistake of booking um, the cheapest all inclusive. I have actually since stayed in another all inclusive hotel, actually a couple that were like wildly fun. Um, But the cheapest one on the strip is never the move because I think um, in principle, it's always just going to be a bit feral. Like it was just bad. Well, that conjures up last last week's episode was talking about buffet culture mm, and yeah. traveling, and f- and when you've just said to me, um, cheap, all inclusive, I'm seeing like yeah. grey meats being served. Yeah, at look, the buffet table, questionable as a seafood, vegetarian <laughs> slash pescatarian. Um, with also traveling with a veggie friend at the time, it was not great. It was like the, there was like snack bar, but the snack bar was like hamburger. (laughs) Like it was, it was so, um, and it was also, okay, this was the thing. 
it was tiered. So you'd have a, um, a wristband on your tier. So actually I think I've it was... I've heard about the wristband. Yeah. So there were these different bars. There was like, um, there was like the plebe bar. And then there was like the slightly more <laughs> chic bar where you could get a um, margarita instead of just like the, uh, like... Which one know. were you? Which oh, tier were you? the lowest of the low. Like this was <laughs> like a, you know, we were traveling as cheap as we could and admittedly like so they were serving just the local homebrew yeah true yeah absolutely um and then we'd try and like we'd have to try and sneak into this other bar um so we were like trying to wear our like flowiest shirts and just like pretend like oh sorry my sleeve swallowed my um my premium wristband but yes I'd love a margarita and they were like no absolutely not yeah so we 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 got we kept getting like kicked out of bars in the all-inclusive hotel that we were staying in like this is so feral like they know they know who you are they know what room you're in yeah it turns out turns out once you've done it once they're like "Mm, absolutely not this is getting sad (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was like, come on, just leave. I mean, good on you for trying. Yeah. We lo- yeah. God loves a trial. God loves a trial, <laughs> apparently. But yes, anyway, I'm very excited to go back and um, hopefully reclaim. Well, we're going to Tulum instead of Cancun, but, you know, same airport. Um, and this time it's going to be, I think, much nicer. I That's really triggering for me because that was <laughs> the trip that I was going to go on in March of last year for my right fiance's 30th oh we sorry to bring to it up <laughs> no no no. it's okay um, I'm have a really great time yeah. but we were like booked and like ready yeah, to go yeah, yeah. and then obviously march was the beginning of the yeah. end and we just obviously had to make the the call to not go yeah probably for the best <laughs> we probably wouldn't have made it home we still would have been straight into them which oh my god nightmare I mean, worst thing but you know uh, like, I'd be like not, zooming but, into you and you're just on the beach yeah I honestly would have just given up and and become well, a local there. I, I know people that did get stranded last year like I have a friend that was um really in a, on a Greek island for like three months because it was like this really local one and the the boat shut down and like it was literally like she was fully stranded um so did you have a great time I think she did I think um three months in like on like a tiny island by yourself without your stuff and everything is probably quite a challenge but it was a challenging year anyway so like may as well maybe do it somewhere quite beautiful who knows I mean that really is the beauty of travel you just never know when a pandemic is gonna hit and you're gonna get stranded and this is why we do it that is why we do it yeah it's just hoping for the worst I would say planning for the best hoping for the worst (laughs) But I am very, I have such a um, romantic view of travel. I am that person that believes that you get, you cross the time zones and you open yourself up to magic and, you know, serendipitous Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like that or are you quite a practical approach when you come to traveling? I think a bit of both. I'm, um, okay, so no, I think I am like you, but the lead up to it, I'm like, wildly practical like I um always get made fun of because I start packing my bag like a week in advance like I'm very (laughs) like I've I've looked up like how long the drive from the like where I'm staying to like this area takes like you know I'm I'm wildly practical that way but actually when yeah yeah I'm yeah and I'm my dad and like yeah I'm really fun so just remember that I'm really fun um but I think when I get there 
I'm pretty loosey goosey. I do have a theory that um, you can tell if you like a place as soon as you get there. And I'm not super, I don't know, not super in line with any form of other energy. Um, but I do think that like, if I get off a plane or as soon as I arrive somewhere, I can tell if I like it straight away. doesn't mean I'll have a bad time if it's not like, you know, I'll, I'll have a good time wherever. But I do think there are places that as soon as you get there, you're like, yes, this is my kind of place. Like either it's an interaction with a person or just the vibe is, I don't know. There are places that I've gone and I've just been like, holy shit, I love it here. You got, you got the vibes. Do you remember yeah. the first time feeling that way when you started traveling? Like even like as a young kid? Yeah. I, um, I'm not really, when I was a kid, we did, um, a lot of, I mean, my parents had totally the right idea. Um, we did not do any special holidays really because they were like your kids and that's fair. Like we'd just go to, we did it. My grandparents were from far North Queensland. We did a lot of, um, uh, Cairns and Townsville because my grandparents were in FMQ, Townsville. Yeah, FMQ, out. yeah. Um, and a lot of like Southwest Rocks. It, you know, like we just went to like little places on the coast. But I love that. Oh, I love, I love it. I like traveling Australia. It. Like so many of my yeah. friends never got that experience yeah. because their parents opted for like overseas travel for them. Yeah, <laughs> must be harsh. Really, <laughs> but my parents really focused on like traveling around Australia in yeah. a camper van and that's the experiences yeah. we had. And I, I think I hated it at the time, but now I'm like so oh. grateful that I got to do that. We used to go and stay um, in like a cabin at like a, um, what's it called, like a caravan park. And they were the best trips. And I'm actually so grateful now. Like I've lived out like away from Australia for like 10 years and I've done a lot of my own travel, but in that time I haven't done any Australia travel. And I'm really grateful that as an Australian, I've at least seen, I've actually only really seen the East coast, but I've seen a lot of the East coast of Australia. Um, But back to your point of like getting that feeling when you first get somewhere, I think I hadn't had that sort of feeling until I'd gone overseas only because I do think that Australia feels a lot more um like I recognize it more a lot of the towns are more similar the vibe is more similar it's not this like wow foreign place um a few places I've had it are like Nashville I love Edinburgh Mm. I I love um yeah just like cool places where you're like all right this is sick everyone's nice I'm gonna have a great time I could live here you know I Edinburgh is one of those places that is um, for lack of like I'm just going to use a wanky word oh yeah like quite beguiling like you feel like you're I wasn't expecting that actually (laughs) (laughs) like it's you feel the history and you feel like you're in medieval times and I went for Hogmanay so the New Year's Eve festival and it was it was a wild scene. Like on one hand, like the actual New Year's Eve celebrations is just absolute mayhem. Like this, like light up Ferris wheels. Yeah. Like it's just it's crazy. But then, like the night before, maybe the night before that, they have this tradition where you walk through the streets with um, <laughs> like flames on fire, and oh, yeah. it's all very like love. Somber. And if you don't. <laughs> If you don't know about that, you're like walking out, you're yeah. your friends to like go to the pub and there's all these people just walking by. Yeah. Like what looks to be like pitchforks and things on fire. You're like, and you're like, oh, great. Some sort like of ritual. Brilliant. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is where we'll all be sacrificed. <laughs> yeah. I've um I've been a couple of times and I went once actually for um during Edinburgh Fringe and that was really fun because it's mm. just like the whole city's like a festival. But I've been um I used to live in London, so I, I had been there a couple of times and I don't know if you did it when you were there, but they have um these catacomb tours like underneath the city and they are they're kind they have them in london no no sorry in edinburgh back to Ed- i just was i'm so sorry i was just being a douchebag and being like i used to live in london because you know i hadn't mentioned it um <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. and we're 18 minutes in and you, it's mm. taking you this long. Mm. i tell and you i live in new york you, um oh. i just want to let you know that i also lived in london oh okay um so... cool so we're like you know pretty like-minded aussies yeah, like, just wanderlust <laughs> So like equal and just like fun, flirty, love to travel. Love to travel, but only places they speak English. <laughs> Vomit. No, I'm, that was a joke to everyone listening. I don't, oh, um, but anyway, Edinburgh, um, they, they're kind of sold as ghost tours, um, but which I was like, I'm, I love like, you know, scary stuff. Um, but I was so impressed at the history side of it. It's amazing. So they don't do these tours as just a history tour. So to go and see these like underground tunnels, you have to go on a ghost tour, which is um, terrifying, but it's so cool. They have um, pretty much, you know how Edinburgh was a walled city. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously there were, you know, there were different, I guess, classes of people. And a lot of, there was a lot of poverty and a lot of people that lived on the streets, but it was also like horrible weather and all this. And it was not that much space. So a lot of people kind of went underground. Um, And in these tunnels, they've opened them up now, but they were the equivalent of like crawl spaces um, where people would live, you know, like whole families, there'd be people, there'd be, this was prostitution. You know, it was just like a literal underbelly of the city. Um, but you can go down into them and you do a tour and you go in one part and you pop out in a completely other part of the city. And it is so fascinating. I mean, terrifying. Um, and obviously it's like the tour is run by someone with a long black cloak and it's all kind of hammed up a bit. They're like, if you leave here with a bruise, it's because there was a spirit. Um, and it, it is really, it is wildly terrifying. I do love the drama. I love, love the drama. I love the, the drama. But it's also, yeah, exactly. But it's also just so fascinating. And that is kind of going back to the beguiling nature of Edinburgh. I think mm. it's, um, it's fascinating. I love secret underground communities. Oh, yeah. History. Oh, yeah. Like, like speakeasy communities. You, <laughs> yes. I mean, like New York has that, right? Yeah. There's a full city living under there right or am I (laughs) I don't know you're gonna make me like terrified now no I know that there are a lot of um a lot of like old structures like old subway stations and all that sort of thing um I know London has a few and I think pretty much anywhere that has old structures it's not uncommon to have people literally move underground so I think um even you know in today's times and also way back I think it's pretty normal for people to just take up residency underground, which is um, terrifying. Okay, so not to freak you out um, about living in New York, but I watched this TikTok the other day. Yeah. And this woman who is living in New York was in her apartment, her rented apartment, and she was 
This so has nothing to do with travel, but I just have to let you know because it's yeah. such a great story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like going into her bathroom and catching quite a draft every time she went in there. Oh my God, there was a whole apartment. Like, yes. I, I saw she, this. She, my friend sent it to me because we were all like, oh my God, ew, classic New York. There's like, so yeah, you can, you finish telling it for people listening. Yeah. I mean, it kind of went viral. So I'm sure people saw this, but she removed the wind, like the glass pane from the It was like the mirror. mirror. It was behind the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a little hidey hole and she, I don't know why she climbs through it because she couldn't touch the bottom of the ground. Yeah. Like, great. Like, makes for a great video. And yeah. she went in there as a whole other apartment. And she's like, well, no shit, there's a draft. Like, Yeah. So I'm actually not surprised. The, um, the So many of the apartments here are so old and, like, buildings have kind of been, like, redone. And it seems like compared to Australia, there's a lot less um, regulations on what you can do to a place and how you can do it up. And I mean, there are some regulations, but it, it's a bit more I think there's just a higher turnover so things happen quickly but our old apartment um I lived there with some of my friends and like the bottom level was a basement that they couldn't the basement should have been a whole apartment but apparently the like the roof like the ceiling wasn't was too low or or something I don't know but it ended up being like a two apartment like all these weird things and there's like little um corridors and weird entryways um but that apartment I had again this has nothing to do with travel but I got broken (laughs) into once um and the both the there were three doors there was like one to the backyard one to the street and one from the basement to the street all of them were unlocked and I was there alone and it was just the scariest thing I was like oh my god so many entry points so many entry points just like someone (laughs) locked the door that would be nice and this is the magic of New York. New York. <laughs> now, I just feel like we've gone off on a tangent. Yeah, we have. I really want to make sure that I ask you, um, in your line of work as mm. a model, mm. you obviously have in the past pre-pan um, traveled to some awesome places. I, I want to hear about like what, what has Ooh. been the most exciting place you've traveled to for work. So I've gone to some cool places for work. I'm trying to think. Um the furthest I've probably gone for work is Malaysia, but that's from here. Like I've, I've worked in Malaysia and Thailand on location before. I did a job in China one, actually a couple of times I've been to China, which was, um, really, which was really exciting. I really liked going there just because it was so different. Um, are you big in China? Is that why you yeah. travel there? Or? Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, I am. <laughs> I wish. I'd love to go back. I um I it was I was in Shenzhen, which is like right near Hong Kong, so pretty much flew to Hong Kong, but that like to me was a trip where I was like, okay, this is you know, this is cool. Um I also went to Antigua, like Antigua and Barbuda, the island in um the Caribbean which was very nice. I liked going there. Where, where is that location? Is that near Barbados? Is that? I think so. Don't quote me on that. It's going to, it's going to seem really dumb. It's like it's in the West Indies. I've looked at a map because why, why bother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was great. It, there's a huge. And did you get any downtime there or was it just work? Um, a little bit of downtime, but I was like in a, um, in a, 
in a resort. But the cool thing about going on, especially longer location jobs, is often um, when you're shooting, the whole point of going to these places, sometimes you go just for like a pretty beach, but sometimes the whole point is they want to make use of the location. So um, that is the best part about location jobs for the most part is you end up going to the cool parts of these places. Like if there's a famous waterfall, they'll go to the waterfall. You know, so you get to even while you're at work, get to go to these places because that's kind of the whole point. Otherwise you just go somewhere more local. Um, So yeah, I've been to some cool places. I'm trying to think, but yeah, no, I like the travel. I do miss the travel. Pre-pandem, I was, um, I was, I love complaining about being really jet lagged. Like, oh, I lost another red eye. Oh, um, now I'm like, shit, I'd love to be jet lagged. I'd love to be too busy. Um, but it, it's actually is a, disgusting after oh, flying. Yeah. And then like have the, um, the moral superiority of turning up and be like, sorry guys, I'm a bit tired. Had a red eye. And they're like, Oh, you're a model. Shut up. Um, yeah. but it's actually starting to come back. Like it, I, I feel a lot now that I'm vaccinated, I can travel without feeling like a burden or unsafe like I just wasn't comfortable going even though it actually classic America we've been able to like go anywhere we wanted for the last year like there's been no restrictions really not domestically I just haven't done it because I haven't it's not the right thing to do in my opinion um but now I feel like for the most part a lot of people have had that mentality yeah yeah yeah, definitely I mean some people have definitely um yeah some people have definitely uh on a little bit more but we won't be naming names but we know who you are deborah i saw you mm. i saw well, you I'm posting half, i'm half vaxxed oh you are congrats um, yeah thank you i have uh i'm lucky my sister is a doctor yeah and she's running one of the covax clinics and i'm not actually not sure if i'm allowed to say this but <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna. Uh, because so few people in the current age bracket are going. Yeah. They've got this excess Extra. of vaccine and they're like uh, family of anyone who works cool. can come in and get the vaccine. I was like, Pfizer me up, bitch. I'm Hell like, yeah. Oh. My parents got it um, a couple of weeks ago, the first dose. Um, and I am so glad. I mean, just from afar to be like, okay, they're safe, all is well. Um, I had the same sort of feeling though. I um, I got mine a couple of weeks before. It became available to everyone um, pretty quickly. But I do some like meals on wheels type delivery stuff and um, came, became eligible through that. But it was one of those things where at first I was like, no, I don't want to like, and then I was like, you know what? I'm, this is for, not just for me. This is for everyone around me. The whole point of being eligible is oh, to, ca- so I was like, as I, there's, there shouldn't be this like tall poppy syndrome when it comes to getting it. It's like, if you can get it, get it because it's not just for you, you know? I feel you. I felt like guilt. I was like, yeah. I don't want to push in in front of other people. But when yeah. it was explained to me that like, they're going to throw the vaccine yeah. out or like people aren't getting it. I was like, okay. And no. the whole reason why you get vaccinated is for the community. Is exactly. So like, exactly. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I'm nervous <laughs> to get the second one. I hear that's when it's like, mm. you get my second one was uh, pretty rough, but it was fine. It was just like a day. And then, yeah. um, honestly, so mine was really bad, but my, um, my roommate, hers was um totally fine and I think she was like 
she felt kind of like slighted. She was like, I had cancelled everything. I was expecting to just lie in bed and watch TV and now I'm full of energy. And I just, you know, she was almost like, give me this sick day. I want a day off. Yeah. I've, uh, I I know my date that I'm getting and I've cleared my sketch. I'm like, mm. don't, don't bother me. I'm going to be unwell. Yeah, exactly. Or we would just be pacing around being like, well, oh, I feel fine. I'll- <laughs> I'll check in with you and let you know. Should yeah, I, sounds good. Should I have any effects? <laughs> That'll be fun to chat about. Yeah. Um, so now that you're fully vaxxed, I'm so excited that you can travel. All mm. of my guests that I get on the podcast, I ask them the golden ticket question. Ooh. And, you know, let your imagination run wild. If you could go anywhere in the world, the anywhere. pandemic wasn't an issue, scheduling wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue where are you going tomorrow okay well first thing if it wasn't pandemic I mean first one would be back to Sydney that is where I'm desperate to go the most I know that's a very boring answer though but that is the first place I would go but otherwise if it was just like a normal time when I had you know seen my family and friends I would love to go to I would like to do a trip to Japan and South Korea which I feel like a lot of people probably say that, but I want to go to Seoul and I want to go to Tokyo and I want to go to rural South Korea and Japan. And I just think it looks amazing and the food looks amazing and it looks so, um, I've done a lot of travel in like Europe and America and, um, a bit of East Africa, but like, I haven't been to that part of Asia. And anyway, I think I, I would like to go there, please. Um, can you please book it for me now? That was the perk oh. for doing the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Thanks. The time that I let you know. No. You can go. Oh, thanks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that won't be happening. Uh, that's all right. No, that's a, that's a great one. Like Seoul definitely is on my list there. I have um, a few friends whose parents are from Korea. So yeah. they've traveled to Seoul and say that like the food scene is. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to go a few years ago with a friend who she's from Korea and I was so looking for, it didn't end up working out, the timings and blah, blah, blah. Um, But we were going to go for New Year's and I was like, to have a local guide would be, having a local guide I think makes anywhere so much better. My, um, My parents went to Japan a few years ago. My cousin's wife is Japanese and they were going for the wedding. Um... And they said it was just amazing. And having her to be able to take them to like local spots, speak the language. They said there were so many restaurants that you literally walked into what looked like an apartment building, walked up the stairs, there was no signage or anything. And then you walk into this amazing restaurant. Um, Obviously the menus, there's no English menus or anything. You just need someone to take you. So um, I would love to go and do that sort of thing, but ideally have a local guide for some of it. That's the move you've got yeah. to have. You've yeah. got to have a local. It makes all the difference. Um, okay, so I want to give you a little minute to blow up your spot. Where can people find you? Where are you? Um, What's your handle? What's all that good my stuff? Handles Katie underscore Muirhead. Um, K A T I E Muirhead. <laughs> As if that is an obvious name. Um, yeah, I'm just on Insta. I'm around. I um. I uh, go through phases of using it all the time and then sometimes I really don't use it at all. But um, yeah, find me there. Follow me there. I'll actually finally be going on holidays soon. So I'll um, make everyone jealous. I'll relive your um, dream Tulum trip. 
please do um yeah you are just such a fun follow and um yeah oh, i do notice it when you don't post yeah. i'm like what's happening you're like miss Scusi, come on now yeah um thank you so much for being on the oh, pod thank this you so fun i it's feel like joy. we went off on some very yeah, interesting tangents for, for, <laughs> for the no for the good i think it it was such a fun time chatting to you so thank you so much thank and you get back here soon Hell yeah, I know, me too. Fingers crossed, they let me in. Fingers crossed. All right, thanks. All right, bye. Bye.